You may think that you have to compromise your beliefs to climb the ladder. That's not true on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science. And it's actually younger than the internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings and welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Pleased that you are joining us wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. It's just a thrill to be a part of your day. We're also very excited about the Live Happy radio show, which you can listen to wherever you are in the world as well. All you got to do is go to radio.com Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock Central Time and uh, search for KLUV and uh, click on 98.7 KLUV and listen away. It's right there for you every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. And uh, if you happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, you can listen on 98.7 K-Love. And if you happen to live in an area that is not the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, uh, you know, let your local radio station know that you'd like to hear the program and uh, let them know they can find us at podcast at livehappy.com. We'd love to hear from them. We've got a fine show for you this week. Megan Alexander is our guest, and she is one of the youngest rising stars in the television news industry and so much fun to talk to. It was a blast. Uh, For the past decade, she has carved a solid career as a TV host, producer, speaker, and actress, and uh, she can be seen every evening as a news correspondent on the longest-running, top-rated, syndicated national news magazine television show, Inside Edition. Well, Megan, it's great to have you here and uh, to be talking about your, your book and your podcast and Inside Edition, which has now been on for 30 years. But I do have a, a television prediction, and feel free to disagree with me or agree with me, but I predict that one day all television will be hosted by Ryan Seacrest, Carissa Thompson, and Megan Alexander. Is that? Do you feel like that's coming? Well, that is very, very generous of you to put me in that trio. Um, I think Ryan Seacrest is about there. Yeah. Not at all. We're, we're lucky to even get a mention at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it needs to be three because Ryan can only record for 23 hours a day, and then they have to plug him in. So uh, at least... <laughs> At least that's what I read on Wikipedia, uh, which is a great source uh, for anyone trying to get a term paper done. Um, No, we're really excited to have you here. 30 years for Inside Edition. What's it like to be a part of that uh, franchise? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty unheard of for a television show to be celebrating 30 years in today's age. So we're thrilled. You know, it, it's a news magazine show. We give you the news of the day with a little dramatic flair, a little extra creativity in 30 minutes. And I, you know, we'll hopefully inform you, make you laugh, make you cry, um, everything in between. I think I think people have come to really appreciate the variety that we give. You know, a lot of news nowadays tends to focus on one particular story and kind of beat it into the ground. So Mm. I'm really grateful to be part of a show that has that variety, goes in depth. It's a little bit entertainment, a little bit business, a little bit lifestyle. And we do offer those feel-good stories 
um, whether it's a medical miracle that's just happened or maybe a sweet story about an animal, a pet. <laughs> uh, we, we give it to you all, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the team. It's it's a fine program, and and like we said, it's been 30 years, so obviously uh, you're doing something right over there. But I know you haven't been doing it for 30 years, but uh, the production <laughs> team and, and everybody that's been involved uh, obviously knows what they're doing over there. And so you've had a very diversified career, and you've, you're part of Inside Edition. You were sideline reporting for Thursday Night Football. I mean, how, how did you get into this business, and, and how fun was it to be able to have such a diversified uh, portfolio, as it were? Yeah, well, I um, when I graduated high school and headed to college, I knew I wanted to do something in media and entertainment. And my parents really said to me, "Good luck. You'll you'll be great. We can't help you." My yeah. dad works in finance for Bank of America. My mom was a stay-at-home mom with me and my sister, but has a degree in education and has been a teacher. So they said, good luck. You know, I had no friends in the business. And so I really went after it myself. I mean, I got that nine bucks an hour job at a radio station and did part-time jobs here and there trying to pay the bills, but just enjoyed being a part of the creative process. So started in radio that eventually led to a part-time gig in TV, which led to uh, eventually, you know, a full-time reporter anchor job. And then I just kind of kept plugging away. And at Inside Edition, I started to you know, raise my hand for the sports stories. I've covered seven Super Bowls for Inside Edition and being an athlete my whole life. I took an interest in the sports stories. And so when the opportunity came up for Thursday Night Football, they were looking for something that was a mix of entertainment and sports. And I said, I can do that. You know, I can't be Jim Nance or Tony Romo (laughs) calling the game, but I can do that. I can give you some interviews with the players and the feel of the crowd. So um, it just ended up working out, and I got to cover Thursday Night Football for two years for CBS, and it was a blast. Yeah, I can imagine. And and coming from, you know, you kind of did the same thing. You, you start in radio and you kind of just say yes to a lot of things uh, early on and be willing to have those new experiences. And it can lead you uh, where you've gone. And I do want to mention we are recording from Dallas, Texas. So mentioning Tony Romo does get you bonus points uh, that we'll add on. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the show. <laughs> you... And he did great. I watched his debut, and yeah. I thought he did fantastic. Yeah, he did a great job, and he's been predicting plays before uh, they happen. It's a whole new insight. So we're we're excited for him, too, as as we talk about broadcasting job. As we said, you've done all these uh, different different things, you've inside edition, going to all these football games. Is there something, is there a moment that has stood out to you that makes you say, yeah, this this is why I got into this business? Oh, gosh, I would say this industry is full of moments, and especially our show. I do think stepping out on the field for Super Bowl 45, and it was in Dallas. Yeah. My very first Super Bowl. Yes, it's beautiful, the brand-new, beautiful stadium that had just opened Yeah, um, in Arlington. It was gorgeous. That was a pinch-me moment. Um, to cover Super Bowl 45, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's the ultimate event, right, for yeah. America. We love our football. Yep. So that was a moment. Um, but also having sort of that front row seat to history, whether it's interviewing a presidential candidate, those have been really, really awesome moments where you just want to bring the viewer in. And then I just personally really enjoy the animal stories that we do. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I had the opportunity to swim with tigers and ligers. Yes, there is such a thing as a liger. There is a uh, there's a tiger's reserve place in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and my assignment was literally to get in the water with these tigers, and that was just a cool moment. That was I was scared. I was incredibly yeah. nervous. 
but what an experience. So the animal stories are really fun. That, in fact, our producer who's listening in is already Googling how uh, to get involved with this in South Carolina. Is South Carolina, right? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yes, the Tigers Reserve, a man named Doc Antle just does a great job training these animals. And uh, yeah, you, the public can actually attend and be up close and personal with them. I don't think you can swim with them, but you can tour the park. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a vacation has just been booked across the room here. But we've got your book here, uh, Faith in the Spotlight, uh, Thriving in Your Career While Staying True to Your Beliefs. And uh, you are not shy about sharing your faith in this book. And it, to me, it's interesting. And, and we've had conversations with a couple of other people who are who are in the entertainment industry and how many maintaining your faith in that sort of world can be difficult. Is that is that why you wrote the book or, or why why do we have this book in front of us now? Yeah, you know, the reason I wrote the book is because for me, there was no guidebook. There was no roadmap uh, in a lot of ways getting into this industry. I mean, I was a political science major and like I said, had no friends in the business. So I sort of figured it out as I went. And I get emails all the time from high school and college students, mainly from young girls who also want to get into the industry, but are worried that they'll need to compromise their faith or their values to get ahead. They, you know, maybe pick up the celebrity magazines and don't want to dress the way they do or just want to make different choices. And they'll say, hey, how do you do it? Um, It seems like you for the most part, are true to your values and and your family's proud of you. And I said, hey, that's a great conversation. It's different for everyone. But yes, we need to talk about this. And so I went to bookstores. I started searching bookstores. I could not find a book for young women of faith um, and values that was a guidebook, especially for the entertainment industry. We have a lot for men. We have a lot just from the secular world, which are fantastic. Uh, You know, Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In and so forth. Wonderful. But for somebody that really wonders how, you know, how they grew up and their faith is going to work in the industry, I couldn't find a book. And so it's that moment where you say, okay, maybe I'm supposed to do this. I don't feel qualified, but I feel called to write this book. So I, I, I did it myself and gathered some folks around me that I believe are influencers in our industry as well and just tried to make it as practical as possible to give a guidebook to this next generation. Well, it, it certainly does that. And as as I'm uh, kind of I'm sitting here holding the book and I kind of flipped to the back while you were talking, uh, I, I really like the way that, that it's put on the back. Uh, she gives biblical examples of why women can and should lead in the workplace. And as we're as we're recording this, we are less than 24 hours away from uh, really a momentous thing in sports broadcasting. Uh, Beth Moen's calling uh, Monday Night Football uh, and she got the second game, but it was still Monday Night Football. Uh, women are, are sort of it, it, now is the time where we're seeing women rise to the top and lead. How important do you think that is uh, in terms of setting an example for the next generation where it should and hopefully will be more commonplace? What you just said is fantastic. And what we need to do is talk about it. We need to continue to encourage, share our stories. That's one of the best things we can do for this next generation. And I love that you brought up that example. One of my favorite quotes that's in the book is uh, Melissa Marciona, a digital marketer for the New York Jets. I love this quote. She says, teach your daughters to worry less about fitting into glass slippers and more about shattering glass ceilings. Um, I think it's how we, you know, I'm a mom. It's how we talk to our kids, the situations we get them in. Are we, you know, challenging them and saying, hey, try a new sport, try a new activity. You don't have to be the best at it, but just put yourself out there. I think that's what we need to do for the girls. Um, You're right. It is an incredible time. I will say, uh, as a religious person, 
I think the church, and I'm talking all denominations and, and faith, I think the more conservative church has not done the best job empowering girls. I think they're playing catch up. And that's why I couldn't find a book, I believe, is yeah. because some some religious circles are still playing catch up in that area. And that's why we need to talk about it. Yeah, I, and I think that's a good point. And I come from uh, the Midwest, and so there are there are certain uh, synods within my denomination uh, that, that don't let women vote uh, in church matters, uh, which which they claim comes from some sort of divine inspiration. You're you're saying that this is something that we can we can push aside because there are biblical reasons why uh, women can be and should be leading the way. I really do believe that. I yeah. mean, for, for my faith personally, I think, you know, for me, you know, God is the God of all people. Mm-hmm. He is the God of the Jew and the Gentile, men and women. And I, I think we need to, um, you know, encourage our girls that whatever they feel called to do in life, whatever they think God created them to do, they need to pursue with passion and give it 100%. You know, the Bible tells us, you know, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can mm-hmm. do all things. That's to males and females. And so it's just talking about it and then and then saying, hey, when you get there, you, this is what you may encounter, and let's work through it in a practical way. If you're faced with a situation or you're worried about something, let's talk about it. And I personally believe um, that there is a way that you can absolutely thrive in your career without compromising. But I do think, you know, we need to talk about, okay, what are our black and white? And mm-hmm. then what can we compromise on? What, what are you saying? Hey, I just I never want to do this in my career, but I'm okay with this. I think right. it's about conversation, teamwork. And really relationships. I mean, at the end of the day, I love everybody that I work with, and they come from all different backgrounds, all different lifestyles, all different faiths. Some don't have any faith at all. I love every single person that I work with, and I think it's important to respect others and realize that, you know, they come from a different perspective. That's great. We can learn from them, too. But let's talk about it. So when you're faced with those situations, you won't be surprised. And I think there's and, and again, I, I don't know how, if I'm, I'm I know I'm going to phrase this awkwardly. I'll just put it that way. There's it's great that there are examples like like you, like Beth Moens, like uh, uh, all these women who are doing great things in the world. But there's also nothing that says to a young girl that you can't be the first that you can't be the next Beth Moens breaking a glass, uh, a glass ceiling somewhere else as well. And uh, I, I like that idea that you're saying that, that, that God is the God of all people, and uh, mm-hmm. it, through him you can do that. So, so even if you haven't seen a woman do something, that doesn't mean that you can't be the first one to do it. Absolutely. I completely agree. Go for it. Um, and that's the exciting time of right now is that the opportunities really are there for girls. It's such a neat time. And I'm excited. I mean, 10, 20 years down the road, what are these young ladies going to be doing? I mean, it's just exciting to think about it. So I, I hope this book encourages them to, you know, just dream a little bit bigger. You know, just dream a little bit bigger. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I had a father that said to me when I told him, and I read about this in the book, my sophomore year of high school, I was standing in the kitchen and I said, Dad, I think I'm going to run for class treasurer for student council. I think I'm going to run for class treasurer. And he said to me, that's great, Meg, but why not president? Yeah. And I hadn't thought about president. You know, that's why I want I want to write this book for those girls that maybe don't have a parent that encourages them in that way. We can find family in other ways. But I want to challenge them to just think a little bit beyond that. I needed that in my life to go, oh, why not president? 
that's what I hope people will take away from this. Absolutely. And and I believe they will. I mean, I'm already taking that away uh, from it. And it's not even geared toward me. Uh, I am not a teenage girl, uh, as far as I know. <laughs> but you can get something, too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, and, and, and I, uh, I'm significantly older than my youngest sibling, who is a teenage girl and is in high school. And I think those perspectives for some people maybe who they, they'll listen to you talk and they're like, oh, that's just a bunch of, you know, a bunch of new age liberal junk. Uh, but no, your perspective, when you see young girls with the ability to succeed, you want to do what you can to help them, especially if they're close to you. And I'm also, and I'm really glad that you're taking that opportunity to do that for people who you're not close to. So uh, I'm, I'm fired up about that. I'm sorry if that's getting in the way of professional broadcasting, but I'm fired up about it. <laughs> I think that, I think that's great. You know, I, I really do. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We need to be enthusiastic about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so, and that 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 can help all teens, uh, uh, boys and girls. Uh, you've got a yeah. new podcast as well called Inspired, and uh, being that we're on a podcast, we are obviously a fan of the medium. Uh, what what is your podcast like? What can we expect to hear if we uh, subscribe? Yeah, well, it's called Inspired, and I'm really excited about it because. Inside Edition, which I love and I'm so grateful to work for the show, we are a 30-minute news magazine show. And so yeah. oftentimes I will conduct these great interviews with all kinds of interesting people, and the viewers will only see a two-minute story on television that night. Yeah. Now, thank goodness for technology. We're able to post things on the web and give people a, a, a larger and longer view of some of these folks and their stories. But the podcast is a chance to really have a longer conversation with a lot of people. Some of them are on Inside Edition and some of them aren't. You know, some are just people that I enjoy and I'm inspired by in life. I really try to take from a wide spectrum. Um, I just interviewed Tim Timmons, who's a gospel singer that yeah. uh, overcame cancer and is still battling it right now and wrote this song, Even If, which is like 20 weeks at number one on uh, the gospel and Christian charts. Mercy Me is singing it right now. Incredible oh, wow. story. Uh, just this week, I interviewed a gal named Amy Gill King, who's the founder of Square Peg Development, which is a nonprofit based in Seattle that is employing recently incarcerated men and women and giving them a second chance at life because it's so difficult to find good work if you have a record. And she shared her whole story. Um, folks that have written books, I just uh, interviewed a my dear friend Kirsten Hagland, who's a former Miss America, and she yeah. found out what it's like to be Miss America. So wide variety, hopefully inspiring conversation. I always ask people, you know, what's the best career advice you've ever received? Um, what motivates you in life? Just those kind of conversations that I think we, we need some good news. Um, like you guys, I love what you guys do. I think we, we need good news in this world. We have a lot of negativity right now. So it's my small little way of contributing to positivity. Absolutely. And uh, some some positivity and uh, some optimism. And I and I hopefully, you know, I'm looking at, at our record time. I think we've provided uh, nearly 20 minutes of that here with having you on, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. The book, again, is Faith in the Spotlight, Thriving in Your Career While Staying True to Your Beliefs, and uh, I'm sure it'll be available wherever uh, fine books are sold. If you were asked to give one piece of advice, because we want people to, to buy the book, but one piece of advice from the book to uh, folks that are looking to make it in the business world without compromising their faith, what what would your top piece of advice be? The first, if I could give two, the first sure. quick 
piece of advice is know yourself. You know, try to have these conversations now in college. Seek out mentors. Talk to your friends about this. Talk to your professors about this. Your church, your community group, whatever your, you know, sort of circle is, talk about this and try to decide who you are so then when faced with a situation, you have an idea of how you might react. And I try to give a bunch of those situations in the book, some that went well for me and some that didn't go so well, so that people will have something to think about and talk about. Try to, again, write out those black and white um, try to have a mission statement if you can about your life. I think that's helpful. Mm. And then the second thing is go for it. You know, Aristotle says there is one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. No matter what, someone's going to discourage you. You're not going to think it's the right time. Maybe you don't feel qualified. Please just keep going for it and show up. You know, attend that networking event. Jump in that extra class. Oftentimes that I, I hear from people all the time that are successful, what was that little thing that got you there? And they oftentimes just say, I showed up. I just showed up to that event or decided, why not? I'm going to follow up and call this person or email that person. So go for it. Realize the criticism will come. That is okay. The worst thing that can happen is never trying. I love it. That is perfect advice and a great way to wrap this up. And again, folks, check out this book uh, by Megan Alexander. Check out Inside Edition. Check your local listings for when that airs. And uh, the podcast is Inspired. Is that on iTunes, Stitcher? Where can we find that? Yeah, all of the above. Inspired perfect. with Megan Alexander, all of the above. Perfect. So if you have not already done so, add that uh, to your – and it, does it come out weekly, monthly? How often are we getting it? Every Tuesday okay. we drop a new episode. There we go. And I've got such a backlog of it, I was unaware of when the new ones were coming. I haven't gotten through the, the – I haven't caught up to live yet. Uh, i got to binge listen. Uh, is that a thing, binge listening? It is now. So binge listen, inspire, and uh, live happy now. Megan, thank you so much. Uh, we're so glad that you were able to take time out between your jobs and your and your sons and your husband. Uh, it's, it's fantastic to talk to you, and hopefully uh, we'll get the chance to do so again sometime down the road. Thank you guys so, so much, and thank you for all that you do. I'm inspired to keep living happy. And if you'd like to know more about uh, Megan's book, if you'd like to know more about uh, this podcast, you can go to livehappynow.com and uh, check all of that fun stuff out. And while you are online, please, please reach out and let us know what you thought of the episode or maybe you got an idea for a future episode. We would love to know about it. Uh, it's not a one-way conversation. You can find us on Twitter at livehappy, facebook.com slash livehappy, or you can even send us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. We're out of time for the week, but... Please, please come back next week. We'll have much, much more for you. I promise. For everybody here at the Live Happy Now podcast, I'm your host, J.R. Houston, saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy.